We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty Podcast. What's good? Left will be here shortly. When he gets here, I think I'm going to have to change my room. I rarely, you know, it's about to be sunset here in Chicago, and my office window is directly to the west. So <laughs> I know I'm getting a lot of glare. So as soon as Left comes in, I'll go out and change rooms. But we are brought to you by Nora Whiskey and NoraWhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure that you do so responsibly. You have to drink responsibly. Um, we did headlines, the headlines that you guys wanted to hear coming out of the spring practice on Friday, Friday evening. That is, and it's interesting that some of your headlines that you put out, they, they were spot on. I have to give you guys. <clears throat> a lot of credit, a lot of credit for the headlines that you put out that you wanted to see. We'll get to those. This is the practice report, CFB Nation, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content. Go ahead, leave five stars. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Lucky Lefty Podcast on YouTube. Make sure you hit the like button, smash that for us. It helps with our views. And then go ahead and subscribe. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, those of you, I'm sure you just got through watching the Women's Championship game. Let me say this. Shout out to, this is just my opinion. Shout out to the NCAA. Because I think the final four that they put on, on the women's side was absolutely amazing. The coverage, the pregame. I have just one tidbit of um, advice. Stop putting all these Connecticut former players on the call. Especially, this is this is the last time I need to see Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi on the alternate feed. It's the, they're awful. They're awful. I tweeted out last year they were awful when South Carolina was playing. They, they're just awful, man. They're awful. The bias comes through and what they talk about and how they think the game should be played. Because some of the things they said today about LSU is, man, I'll just leave it at that. Other than that, kudos to them for putting this game on, which for me is prime time. I don't know about you guys, but prime time for sports on a Sunday, other than football, I want to say it again, prime time on a Sunday, for sports other than the NFL, it's three o'clock. Right? That the NBA always had the three o'clock game back in the day. They hold suit even now when you have an NBA game on around three o'clock. Perfect time. For those of you that were expecting for it to be on Sunday night, buried with all of the Sunday shows and American Idol, like it usually has to battle with to get ratings. Wonderful move by the NCAA to move the women's game to a slot where it would be the only show in town and wouldn't have to battle for ratings. Kudos to the NCAA and how they treated the women's final between Iowa and LSU on today. Kudos to you guys for getting that right. All right. Let's start with the defensive side of the ball. Let's start there. Right. I'm going to get to the offense. And then there was a special recruit on campus from the 25 class that we're going to allow Malik to break down his film. Uh, he pretty much got Caleb Beasley and Deuce Knight got the Justin Scott treatment from a week ago. They really did. That was high priority of put on both of these young men as they visited the campus. Deuce Knight literally stood behind Gino Gadouli and Marcus Freeman the entire practice. The entire time that the team was scrimmaging, you know, most of the recruits stood on the sideline. Deuce Knight walked out to the middle of the field and stood behind Gino Gadouli and Marcus Freeman the entire – I mean, he was listening to plays. 
It was different. Another little thing that I thought was really nice is that when they went to scrimmage, Jared Parker was on the sideline. The entire offensive staff had headphones on. Jared Parker was on the sideline. Gino Gaduli was the only offensive coach out there on the field in the middle of everything. The players was off to the, were off to the side, and their positional coaches were next to them as they were being subbed in and out. But Notre Dame just working out the kinks, and it seems like Gino Gaduli is going to be possibly up in the booth with Jared Parker being down on the sideline calling the plays. It should be pretty interesting. I don't. I'm not saying that for sure. That's just my guess after watching that little tidbit from Saturday. Another little tidbit offensively we'll get to is that the referees had a lot of yellow on the field yesterday in the scrimmage. More than Marcus Freeman would like. We'll get to that when we talk about the offensive side of the ball. I would like to say this. I would like to dispel all concerns about the Notre Dame defensive line. If you are concerned about the Notre Dame defensive line having playmakers, you can go ahead and dispel that. Whether it was during the scrimmage, drills, or one-on-ones, I came away very impressed with Javante Jean-Baptiste. Very impressed. He doesn't look as strong as he is. I thought he was going to be more of a speed guy. But he has some very impressive bull rushes on yesterday and some counters. We saw him beat Blake Fisher to the outside in a one-on-one. Then in the live scrimmage, we saw him beat, uh, come to the inside, get in between Blake Fisher and Billy Shroud, put pressure on the quarterback. So he has counters. He's just not a one-rush in. I like what I saw from Javante Jean-Baptiste. He's very important. Hope he stays healthy. The first group was Baptiste, Gabriel Rubio, Howard Cross, and surprisingly, Junior Tua Lamaca. That was the first four group out on the field. The second group, the second group on the defensive line was Nana, Riley Mills, Jason Onye, and Junior Tua Lamaca once again. That was the second group. The third group was Jordan Botello. Um, oh, big shrunk, Kona. Uh, I forget his last name. Then you had Arsberger, and then you had Josh Burnham, along with Aiden Gabira. It was Orr. It was Josh Burnham or Aiden Gabira with that third group. The starting linebackers were, uh, they, they played a lot of nickel yesterday. They worked on a lot of nickel yesterday, so they weren't in a lot of base. So keep that in mind as we talk about this. It was, of course, J.D. Bertrand, Kaiser, and then Maris Leofow. I, look, Irish fans, I'm just delivering the message. Um, please don't be mad at us. I'm just delivering the message. J.D. Bertrand, Jack Kaiser, and Maris Leofow were with the first group with the linebackers as we bring in left right now. Left, uh, you were hearing that. I saw you shaking your head in the background. <laughs> like. Hey, you know, I give respect to that because it's seniority leadership. You know, you, you you can't you can't you can't play your seniors out before the season really get going. You got to <laughs> give them, got to give them the senior credit. All right, you know this. You worked hard. You, this is your grandfather's spot. 
for the first few weeks. You mm -hmm. know, we're not going mm -hmm. to pull no crazy punches on you yet. Yeah. Because right now, it don't mean nothing. We need you to... We need you to be in a leadership position. Yeah. You know, lead these young guys. We're going to let you, you know, start off. But when they start catching on mm. and them young guys start getting it. Yeah. And in a natural fairness, you should be accept. Not, I wouldn't say accepting, but understanding that, you know what? Maybe there's a role for me on this team that's not necessarily the impact player. Mm. So you can grandfather these positions right now because it's good for leadership and marcus freeman understands the natural order of a team what it would it look like he throw out nolan ziggler uh k uh, pk and Jalen sneed first group well what would that set for the team precedent oh man coach tripping man he already on that bs man he's starting these freshmen in front of me da, 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 da. yeah you got to play the game even the coaches don't let the cat out the bag that fast. We know what we know what's brewing in the linebacker room. We know what's going on. But Marcus Freeman's a smart man. He's playing chess, not checkers. Mm. He's like, I can't, I can't expose these guys and, and put them in the second, third group because I, I won't get my leadership out of it. You see what I'm saying? I wouldn't get my leadership how I'm trying to get my leadership. But if I get them in the first group, get them going. Right? Oh, we, 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 we JD Bertrand be more understanding, you know. Pit game come up. Hey, JD, we really want to get some reps with this, with this younger guy. Mm. See, we want to, we want to just get a couple more reps because you know it's a younger team, you know. And JD can naturally progress himself, right? To the background, fade mm. to black, <laughs> fade to black seniors. Because don't, 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 don't cause too much headway before anything happens. You know, don't let, don't let Marcus Freeman, don't force his hand. What, what, what James Prince Jr. say? Don't force me to defend myself. Now, is that a threat? Or is that, is that, is that, is that just precautionary? See mm. what I'm saying? This is just precaution. Good motivation for the young dudes. Okay, that's their spot now. But it's a long time to that first kickoff. Mm. Lucky, lucky podcast. Left, you came in on fire. You came in on fire, Left. You came in on fire with that first group. And, you know, they. this was when they were going through a run, uh, through a run, um, which when you go to the run, the DBs and the wide receivers really aren't on the field. Right. The running backs, tight ends, and offensive line. So the, the first group safeties were Ramon Henderson and Harper, the grad transfer from Oklahoma State. That makes right? sense. And then it was uh, DJ Brown and Ramon Henderson with the second group, right? Yeah. Because Xavier Watts did not participate yesterday. Uh, also, Cam Hart participated in all drills. He did not participate in any other scrimmage. But okay. Cam Hart looked good in drills. He's healthy, but he's being held out to make sure that he makes it through the spring. That yeah, yeah. Very no, cautious no, no with press. Cam Hart. No, no, no press, Cam. We know, um, we know you're gonna be out there. Yeah. I think what's cool about this team specifically mm -hmm. is that, is that defensively, is that defensively at the end of the day, it's not our starters that's gonna be the impressive part. That's not what's gonna be impressing the people. It's the depth chart. Cause like he said, for the safeties, yeah, okay, I like the starters. Okay, that makes sense. But it's the it's the Xavier Watts coming in. 
It's the Ramon Henderson coming in. It's the DJ Brown coming in. That's what is impressive about this Notre Dame roster. It's the depth. So the starting linebackers, it's cool. Kaiser, JD, right? It's cool that they're in there. But it's the depth. It's the, the twos mixed with the ones. It's the threes mixed with the twos. The threes mixed with the ones where we're explosive. That's where the danger on this Notre Dame football team comes from. It's the unknown. It's like, okay, what combination of guys can go out there and do it for today? We know what guys we want to go out there and do that. We, but it might be a combination of a, a Xavier Watts, right, and a DJ Brown, a Xavier Watts and a Romo Henderson, a Cam Hart and a, and a Jaden Mickey, a Jalen Sneed and a J.D. Bertrand. So these combinations, you can mix and match all day because the thing is, all of them are great talent. And who's going to produce the best together? Who's going to have the right amount of leadership, communication, but also be able to get the job done on the athletic standpoint, tackling in space, finishing on blitzes, making the right calls, being in the right spots. Those are the things that I'm so happy with is that, yeah, the first team, second team, okay, it is what it is. But what's the first team, second team rotation look like? What's the third group rotation look like? Because we got three deep at D-line. We got three deep where, you know, you close your eyes and just start picking five. We'll have five. But what's the combinations that's going to be the most successful for each week? I think each week will be different. And not that each week has to change, but there needs to be some, some level of a consistent rotation that's going to happen. I think we'll see that this year. I think Al Golden is more comfortable with a play style like that this year. And, and things are going to turn around for us, for sure. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Spring practice report. Notre Dame had a six spring practice. I had to change rooms. I had to change rooms, left. The sun was, was beaming into my office as we approached sunset. But That's right. Um I can confirm that Jason Onye is a dude. Mm. The cat, hold on. So just because you know, I've been saying it for over a year that he was coming. Yeah. Based yeah. upon spring practice last year. That's right. I was I was mentioning him saying, yo, he's coming. He's this coming dude, for sure. This dude is coming. Because you just said he and was he was a little smaller. He was a little year. smaller last year, but you saw the explosion. You saw yeah, you how saw what it could be. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So you didn't believe me. Press Collie was asked earlier this week, <laughs> yo, who was impressing you in front of you? And this is what he had to say. Yeah. So in front of you on the defensive line so far. Defensive line? Uh, I'm kind of biased. Uh, Jason Ajay, uh, he's, he's really stood out to me. Um, they just can't block him. Um, was, that's really it. That's really it. So. <laughs> he ain't left here. What he he ain't said, he said, that's really it. Bro. <laughs> he ain't lying. He is not. Let me tell you something. We got through. He. Let me try and explain this, bro. The first time, because I'm sitting next to Brian Driscoll and LeVon Whitaker is to my left, right? And it's like some of the rest of the media to the right of us. So. <laughs> that cat Jason Onye hits this cat
uh, Andrew Kostofik with the straight stiff arm right back into Sam Hartman's lap. First, like, first rep. Just... Like, Ooh, like just straight bull rush, like you're too small. Right, I'm, I'm that guy. Right. So then, I think the next Andrew play was like a run. Bad now. Next play was like a run. They come back on the next pass play. This cat Jason Onye hits him with the uh rip. Goes right Ooh. around him. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay. And it was, it was at that, that point. Drill work, it was you at that, that point. Work. It was at that point that I felt the heat on my right side of my face, like somebody was looking at me, and I turned, and that cat B Driscoll was like, "You see that?" That's exactly what he said. He was like, "Did you see that?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Yeah, I saw it." And people were like, "In the hot," but said that looked a little special this year. Man, let me tell you something, man. I let I told you, based upon I felt better about the Notre Dame defensive line the day I covered Notre Dame's pro day. The day I covered the pro day and I saw the athletic numbers of the defensive linemen that were leaving, I said, okay. Because I already know the youngsters are more athletic than this. I know that for a fact. I've seen it. I know this for a fact. Yeah. And the youngsters are coming. Tyson Ford in one-on-ones had two really good wins. In one on ones yesterday, and I keep telling people these young guys, Tyson Ford, just right? Need, Tyson Ford should be he's huge. He they need reps. You get these young guys reps when Gabriel Rubio came in, he needed reps, and the more he played, the better he looked later in the season at defensive tackle. These young men need reps. Jason Onye didn't start playing football until like. Something crazy like his junior year in high school, right? Tyson Ford, he's still an academic freshman. You have to allow these young men an opportunity to get reps and get better. And if you're hearing, wait a minute, this is another thing. If you're hearing, if we're seeing the improvement from a Jason Onye, if we're seeing the improvement from a Tyson Ford, don't you have to get Al Washington some credit? I'm just asking. Mm. Don't you have to give the defensive line coach some credit? Credit, credit, credit for them, credit for them being better the next year. That's or development, right? As in, like hey, I think I'm they just being but fair. I think they were more sitting in the tank. Jason Onye, I, I would agree. No, 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 no. I would agree with Jason Onye. Because Jason Onye could have played last year. They probably were just waiting for him to get a little bit yes. bigger. Athletically, Jason Onye was ready to take the field last year. Athletically. Just like uh the guy that transferred, if he stayed, uh um uh, to Oklahoma, who the transfer uh, the guy that transferred Oklahoma midseason? Lacey. Lacey. Jacob Lacey. Lacey. He yeah, was yeah. Steve. Was Steve Lacey? Jacob Lacey. He was ready to play last year on a on a, a, a higher, you know, level or minute clock or whatever. Yeah. But even with that, he it was like he got lost in the shuffle. He didn't really want to wait. We understand that. Yeah. But some that's what goes back to talent. I'm sure the receivers flashed today more than they have in the last five or six years, and they was there last year, all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam's yeah. making them look like they something out there, like a threat. 
Now, I will, I will, I will give you Jason Onye with what you're saying, but then I'll go to look Tyson Ford, as I said before, basically moved from defensive end to tackle as an early enrollee. Mm. So, you know, that's that's not easy, man. That's not easy. And he was adding weight, right? Because he played in high school. He sat around 270, 275. I think Tyson's close up to – he might be up to 285, 290 right now. I have to look at the official numbers. But, yo, it was a difficult transition. That's not an easy transition, being used to playing the end your entire life, and then all of a sudden they want you to play inside. That's – Ooh, yeah, you, you – <laughs> it's like playing guard and tackle. It's a huge yeah. difference. Yeah. Between playing right tackle yeah. or left guard. You know, yeah. it's just yeah. You know, you're on an island. Absolutely. When you in that middle, I I personally believe when you in that middle, you need to have a lot of strength. And I think yeah. coming from a DN to inside, yeah. those DNs are more finesse players. You know, they not really like no, they look the part for sure. But in terms of you being in there at 315, pushing dudes around, guards and centers. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Somebody else. Let me tell you something. That cat Gabriel Rubio, when it comes to the run game, he's holding the point. Mm. That big boy, Gabriel Rubio, is probably about up to about 310 right now. That's what we need. That's what we need. He, he's holding that point down. He's holding that point down. And uh, – I'll, I'll get his name correct, bro. 92. Mm. That's how I wrote him. You know, I was I wrote the numbers down yesterday. So I wouldn't have to waste time writing the um the names down. Big Aiden. Yeah. Big Aiden. I'll call him Big Aiden because I don't want to mess up his last name. Yeah, Big, Big Aiden. Aiden. He got one of them uh, yeah. or something. Big, in Big Aiden is Big Aiden is good rep. Big Big Aiden on goal lines, short lines. Yeah, Big Aiden is is good rep. Because Big Aiden the might be about The question is, do we have? The question is, do we have the depth to limit that second line, that second running back yardage? <laughs> oh man, we don't even want to talk about that. What backup running backs did against Notre Dame last year? I, look, that's what I'm saying. Do we have the D line depth to stop that issue? Because I think we flashing in points, but do we have the ability to not allow that to happen? Well, the run game is, you know, the line and linebackers working in concert, right? That that's that's what that is. It's the linebackers and the defensive line working in concert. So, with that being said, I'm gonna be honest, man. I don't know. I've seen two years. I've seen two years of Jack Kaiser, JD Bertrand, and Maris Leofow. At, and at enough point, to know. At some point, I felt like I've seen what I've seen JD Bertrand play at a high level at his best, play yes. above expectations, come back the next year, struggle early in the season, recover, <laughs> and play up to expectations that we had prior yes. to the season. Yes. Okay. Yes. But he he definitely knows how to rebound for sure. The question we have to ask is what how much more growth does JD Bertrand have at Notre Dame? Cuz I I don't think there's any anything else athletically 
that, that he we're can going do. to see, right? He is who he is athletically. He yes, that, you're absolutely right. That's the same as Maris Leofow, but he's coming off injury. So his athletic ceiling isn't isn't going to get better. Like you don't get healthier after injuries. In terms of like you're not going to be if you're at 85% after injury, you're not going to be 90 by the end of the season. Mm. So I think JD Bertrand has has it will not give us the production these youthful linebackers would give us. I think Maris Leofal can play us some spots and have a, a good impact. But if you're talking about a duration of 80 plays, Maris Leofal is not an 80 play linebacker. Or what was it? Was it 60 plays? Oh, not even a 40, 50 play linebacker. Right. But you can play Maris in a third down, you know, a opening drive, couple first, you know, but you don't want to put Maris Leofal in a position where your rep count is high. Because that's yeah. going to be a negative effect, not only on the group, but on the team. Yeah. But I do yeah. think he can be effective with a low pitch count, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I can, I can, I can see that. I can see that. I'm going to be honest with you, man. That defensive line had a really good day yesterday. Really good day. And it was like a slow is that build. Speaking, is that speaking? And the more, the deeper the... they got into practice, the more the defensive line pretty much dominates the action. Got it. So... You know, all of these concerns that people had, you know, like I said, once I watched the, the pro day and I saw athletically what was leaving, I'm like, okay, we have bigger problems at Notre Dame if we can't replace that on the defensive line and be better. It's definitely 100%. something wrong. It's 100%. something wrong if we can't replace that. There has to be more athleticism in that room. Not more experience. Right. But, but definitely more athleticism. To be able to make experience play. only means what? What does experience really mean in the evaluation of having talented players? Because yeah. UC Alabama drop even Ohio State dropped these fresh baby freshmen on the field. Yeah. And they make a headway. So I think experience is, is needed in a in a more of a leadership role, like a quarterback, maybe. Maybe a uh maybe a middle linebacker, maybe. But youth is it's still a youthful game, and I think we can win with that, especially playing young guys early. So let's talk about these linebackers. I'm going to say something that's about to be controversial, probably, right? <laughs> but, I, you know, I have my own set of eyes that I observe with, bro. So I don't oh, have not, to see, you're not going with the narrative, huh? I don't have to see whatever I don't have to see things the way everybody else sees them. That's right. That's right. The two most athletic linebackers on Notre Dame's team are the freshmen. Oh, hundred percent. Dayton Osborne. Anybody, let me tell you something. Anybody that told you from any other publication, national scout, national recruiting coordinator. Anybody that told you or put out the narrative that Drake Bowen is slow, they need to be fired. Ooh, you said fired? They need to be fired. Period. Drake Bowen and Jaden Osbury as the third string linebackers are the fastest group of linebackers in Notre Dame. The they're the fastest? Fast, they're the fastest combination of linebackers that walk on the field. 
Easy. Drake, you're giving Drake Bowen. No, a lot bro. Of speed no, no, bro. I'm trying to tell you. Drake Bowen a lot hey. of speed as a freshman. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All I'm telling you is what was normal, what was normal to me and what I expected got a lot of oohs and ahs yesterday on the upper level. That's all I'm saying. Now, now, are you saying uh, fast to the ball or just like flying around speed? You look up speed in Webster's Dictionary and you tell <laughs> me what it says. Because you're trying to see, you trying to be slick with that. You're trying to, no. Get to the ball. Yeah. And they might be I said this, and I, I still don't think anybody that was sitting around me could find the names to disagree with me. Because I easily got the agreement on the fastest and most athletic linebackers at Notre Dame. But I went a step further and said the combination were the two most natural linebackers at Notre Dame, along with Nolan Ziggler. I said they're two of the three most natural at the position. Yeah, there we go. That means recruiting. And, every, and everybody around me thought about it. They thought about it. I gave them the entire practice. I said, think about it. Yeah. I'll give you to the end of the practice. Yeah. And they got all you needed the was practice. a couple plays, huh? They got to the end of practice and everybody was like, yeah, yeah, you, might, yeah you might be right. <laughs> so they're hitting drills. Now fast. understand this. Understand this. I'm talking about at the wheel and the mic. Yes. That's okay. what they play. Jalen Sneed is Jalen Sneed is a darn safety slash rover slash Jalen Sneed's the most athletic dude on the defense side of the ball. <laughs> <and> Benjamin. <It's, laughs> I'm not even talking. Jalen Sneed is, a, is an anomaly. Oh, like you're he, saying he's just a freak. Like he just Jalen Sneed, if they wanted Jalen Sneed to play safety, he could play safety. <laughs> Oh, like he's like an Isaiah Simmons kind he's of like, He's absolutely like an Isaiah Simmons, right? Great. But Jalen Sneed, just, he's just, man, he's just an athletic beast, anomaly. What a, if you don't want to use an animal term to be respectful, that's fine. But whatever adjective or superlative you want to use for the athletic ability of Jalen Sneed, it applies. You go ahead and use it. Jalen Sneed did not practice yesterday. So everything I'm saying for about Jalen Sneed is simply it's, from yeah, what I saw experience from saw early in camp, yeah. right? Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.